Do you want to play in the red zone or shoot one into the gap? How about we just take it easy and just pull up from mid-range? Whatever activity you're into, we've got you covered. And our coverage is tight. Welcome to Sports Hub. This is madness. Madness. This is Sports Hub. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sports Hub. I'm your host, John Longton. I got Ben Soren. What's going on, everybody? Good morning, good morning. Working from home. That's all I do. On the verge of being fired. What are you going to do? Uh, today we one, have a... One could dream. Yeah, more or less. Uh, seven and eight, Last Dance, the best two episodes thus far, in my opinion. I think you also agreed with me as well. We got Agreed. a lot, of, so lot of a lot of stuff to unpack there with the whole baseball and coming back. We're in 45, 23, sobbing at the end of the finals with his dad and just gearing up for that last finals, last dance, really, next weekend. Also, we have the NFL schedule release. The 2020 schedule is out. There's a couple tidbits in there, a couple games that we have circled to watch. And uh, I don't know. we, we got to decide on a, a new team this year. Are we Broncos fans? I think we're gonna join the Fighting Derricks, and we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> right. we're gonna root we're gonna root for Denver as well as our own. Also, but, get into sports may or may not coming back, and whether uh, or not we're, I mean we're at the two month mark, so let's we are. let's get a little a little review or a report card. All right, let's just jump right into it, shall we? Let's rock and roll. seven and eight i think they were the two best episodes of this whole series they just went through so much stuff so much stuff to unpack and break down i don't even know where to start i've got a few notes listed um one of my biggest takeaways is it was bullshit how the media tried blaming jordan's gambling debt for his father's death like that just hit me right away like right out of the gate i'm like what the fuck like i would quit bas- i would quit basketball too you're scared i'd get out of the limelight i would do the exact same thing as Jordan. and then they also tried saying that Stern suspended him for 18 months. And then Stern's like, why would I suspend him? Why would you get rid of your blue chip player that gets all – it's like golf getting rid of Tiger Woods. The same thing. Tiger Woods elevates the game of golf just like Jordan elevates the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? There's no Jordan around, less revenue, less viewership. They were saying that the uh, the game that Jordan – you're going right in, right? That's the topic you want to hit, man. You know, Let's not address anything else. Let's just address that. That's – What's that? It seems like that really touched you deep. You It did. It, it was such bullshit. I, like, I, thought, I thought you were going to give me a synopsis of the entire seven and eight, and you just went right for the fucking one thing that hit you hard at home. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit it. You don't want to admit it, man. What's that? I mean, it, listen, I don't want to play devil's advocate on a topic like this, but I mean, 
realistically, I mean, he was in pretty deep. So based off evidence, do I believe that, you know, his father was murdered, you know, as retaliation for a gambling debt? No, I don't believe that because he was like in a back road down in North Carolina, you know, like would have been some extensive, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe he was killed over a gambling debt, but for that to be the thing that sticks out at you, why not, why not the Scotty Pippen betraying his team for a second time? Well, why hold not? On, I, hold on, hold on. I'm going chronologically here. The, the, the episode seven and eight started out with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going through my notes. That's deep in my it notes. Started, it didn't start off with that. Yes, it, it did. I mean, what did no. it start off with? Then you name what it started off with. I mean, seven and eight. I mean, we saw episode other things. Episode seven, what did it start with? It started with the gambling, but the whole father aspect of it wasn't towards the later end of it. We no. didn't find out. We didn't find out right away about his father. I mean, we already knew about his father, but I mean, they discussed that after the Father's Day win, after the win against you after, know. A, no, a they didn't. no, they didn't. That was you might want to. I, know, I, I watched. I watched it like three days ago, and it was on. You probably just watched it five minutes ago, so you're probably right. So I watched it yesterday morning. Actually, I, I watched that episode twice because I fell asleep Sunday night at like 9.30 because that's, that's, so that's what my life you, has become now. I, I'm you would have le left the game because a reporter made a, a suggestion and said maybe this – I mean, it's dirty reporting without facts, but, I mean, that would have been the reason why you left? No, but you got to look. These reporters have careers, and they, they're not just popping off on social media. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're established they're reporters. You know what yeah, I'm well, saying? They must have had some kind of evidence rather than just throw a rumor out there. And it's not just them. I mean, no, they're they editors. They're trying to sell papers. They're trying to get they're, clicks. They're trying to sell ads. There, there were no clicks. There were no ads back in 1994. Uh, okay? Yes, there is, Ben. It's called copies sold. The more copies you sell, the higher your ad revenue is going to be. That's, that's what a that's, click was back then. That's what a click yeah, was. But what I'm saying to you, they were, they were editors that also had reputations, I'm sure, that weren't going to let false or, or they didn't work for the Inquirer. Okay. Those, I mean, were, ma those were major newspapers that reported that. Well, okay? Ben, you look at Jordan and all the media coverage that he has. When you see these pictures of Jordan and giving, giving press conferences, there's like. Oh, he's a bitch. There's he's a like. Bitch. Yeah, but listen to this. There's like 30 people there with a microphone all writing the same goddamn story. So what, what are they going to do? They're going to go off the beaten path. They're going to write some shit that, oh, they're going to get clicks over here because I wrote this story. Or you're going to get clicks over there because they wrote that story. They're well, not look all what Sports Illustrated Sports Illustrated put out an article, and all of a sudden, he fucking won't talk to Sports Illustrated ever again. Dude. If he didn't, if he didn't like what somebody had to say, he, fuck, he, he was against them forever. You know? He's against Adidas because they didn't sign him. He's against Reebok. You know, he's not wearing it. He's against fucking, you know, he's not going to argue politics because they buy sneakers too. He, he took the pussy path sometimes, man. He really did. You know, rather than, you know, confront the Sports Illustrated story, he just never spoke to them ever again. You know, was he going to get mad at Wheaties if they didn't put him on the box? Was he going to protest the NBA because Charles Barkley won the MVP that year? You know, because finally the NBA took note that, hey, you have three top 50 players on your team without you. And, hey, when you don't play for a year, your team almost gets back to the fucking Eastern Conference, you know, finals. And they have three all-stars and you weren't, you know, what you were a three-game difference in your team. You know, like, I'm sorry, but towards certain areas, towards certain times of his career, you know, he really wasn't the, the player that kept that team together. 
You know, he was he wasn't multidimensional. He was he was one sided. He was Carmelo Anthony. You know, it's I wouldn't say he was Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony came yeah. in the triangle offense because I, I mean Carmelo Carmelo did run the triangle offense, but they ran the triangle offense to perfection without MJ the next year. They literally ran it to perfection. So it's not like it took a genius. That team was a great team, okay, without him. But I, I, I don't know. I just I don't I didn't feel bad that a reporter did that. You're in the limelight. You're going to get that. You know how come we haven't? Don't forget this film. Every last word is MJ's. You know, it's right, not an outside perspective. Exactly. He's so he's going to make himself look good. He's going to make us feel bad for him. You know, he addressed the, the gambling shit. I mean, you saw damn well the whole Gary Payton thing. Gary Payton shut him down for two games. And he's going to laugh and make it as if, like, nah, Gary Payton, the glove, haha. He didn't know what to say because it was the truth. You know, well, George Carr. That's his competitive nature. Competitive his, nature of his laughing it off? His competitive nature on the court leads him to do all the shit off the court. I mean, you can't you can't have it all. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I mean, if if he's gonna be this competitive guy on the court, it's gonna get into his everyday life, and he's gonna look at it like an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. Jordan's a fucking asshole, but he, he had to be an asshole. That was he that was who he was. He punched the tiniest white guy in the eye. Okay, and they didn't even address the whole race thing when this issue came about. They didn't address other aspects as well. ESPN and Bleacher Report the other day released that if they lost, he wouldn't let the guys eat dinner. He restricted them from eating team meal if they lost. That's ridiculous. That's we're not going to see that. We're not seeing the video from that practice when when Kerr pushed him. You know, he went a little too far. You showed us video of him calling guys pussy calling game, everything else, but you're not going to show us the video that we know you have? Why aren't you going to show it? You know, you, you attacked the tiniest guy because he finally stood up for you and you didn't like it. You didn't like being bodied in your own practice. I, I had this conversation yesterday with a group of friends that, you know, great leaders typically are assholes. You know, you need to sort of be. There's always that argument of do leaders lead from the front? Do leaders lead from behind? You know, humans tend to lead from the front. We try to show people what's right. Whereas animals, wolf packs, dogs, the leader is always in the back of the pack. That's the difference between human and animal. Yeah, but Jordan also said that I don't ask you to do anything that I don't do myself. What, what did he do, man? He didn't take himself out of the game and he played nonstop. That's great. But what else did he do to elevate his teammates? In episode like five, for the first time, he's like, oh, man, I should probably pass when they're open. That was the mentality. You should probably pass when they're open. Yeah. Your coach knows what he's doing. He, he was a ball hog. He was the original isolation ball hog. Right? He was James Harden before James Harden. He was Carmelo before Carmelo. He was Kobe before Kobe. You saw his first or second game back. He took like 28 shots. Seven of 28. Yeah, I he think a, I, I got his stats right here. He was uh... – hold on a second. I feel like it was seven of 28 for 19 points in his first game back. And that's just memory. That's not even. Seven of 28, 19 points. Exactly. So. And he, dude, had his, he had his shorts on backwards too. And, and he did. And you know, the, of the seven of 28, I'm, I mean, all, I think only one was a three. The other four were from the free throw line. Like, dude, the dude just missed. You know, yeah, you're going to get your shot back. But you were that out of it, you know. Well, it's just that Also, he was in baseball shape. He wasn't in basketball shape. They said 
uh, they had his personal trainer on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. I listened to the interview and he said that was Michael at 70%. Michael needed time to get, Michael didn't get ready. He, he had three practices and said, I'm back. The, I mean, yes, as far as putting up the shots go, but MJ was always in great shape. It's not like baseball. He was in great shape, but he was working on different stuff for baseball. When he went back to baseball or when he left the basketball to go to baseball the first time, his trainer said, listen, the shit that we're going to do here to get you ready for baseball, it's going to fuck up your basketball career. And he goes, let's go. I'm on for baseball. He was working on obliques and all that other shit and just getting his body ready to be an outfielder. And you're going to lose your touch. You're going to lose your shot. It's going to take a while to get that back. So maybe he put up 29 shots because he was trying to get his touch back in the middle of a game. It's what you do. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. So John, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm never going to say, Oh, he should have been putting up 55 again, you know, in his first game back, but why not just get acclimated to the game? Why take 28 shots? Why not take 15? Why not wait another day? Why not spread the ball around? Why not get your teammates involved? You're going to attract attention, you know, Shoot or shoot, that's the mentality. I mean, did you, sure, did you watch the film on that game or, or are you just going off a stat sheet? Because you don't know if he was wide open for these shots. You don't know how they all went down. You I remember. Don't know if they were, I, you don't know if they were in double teams. John, I remember the game very well. I'm, I was. You remember a game from 95. John, I, that, that was my life back then. I remember thinking to myself, he wasn't ready to be playing right now. He was. He was shooting too much. He's not ready to shoot. That was 15 years ago. How old were you 15 years ago? It was much longer than 15 years ago, but it was 25 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah, 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 you're right. And I was, I'm not a I, was like, I was like 12 years old. So, so at, at 12, you had the mindset where, wow, Jordan is shooting too much. He needs to pass the ball to his teammates. When you're the 12. The greatest you're in- athlete on the face of the earth that everybody's enamored with. You see yes. him came back, and you're, just like, First of- you're saying to yourself, wow. I can't believe he's not passing the ball. First of all, yes. At 12. At 12. At 12. You were 12 years old. I'm just getting this straight. Yes. Seventh, seventh, you're playing seventh grade basketball, especially you're learning how to play middle school basketball. Okay. That's the mentality, especially being a five, eight and a half fucking white Jewish kid from Long Island. Yes. That's the mentality. Yeah. But did you have hops, Ben? I did have, I've always had hops. Okay. I could always dunk a softball. You could dunk a softball? Yeah. Even right now? No, not right now. I could still touch, like, high net. Is there any film of you dunking a softball? Maybe. Is it, like, like the big John, films? John, you know I played volleyball, right? You think I could play volleyball if I can't jump? No, you can jump. I, and when I was in high school, I was 150 pounds. So you were 200 pounds lighter in high school. I was 75 pounds lighter <laughs> in high school. Okay. Listen. I'm just throwing shots at you. I, I got fat big time I'm, during this COVID shit. I put on 30 pounds, I think, in the last two months, especially Dude, I, after the show surgery. But John, wanna, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, listen, yes, as a, I think, I think what you're doing right now is your whole argument, you're bridging, you're bridging your argument to how LeBron is better than Jordan. I think this is your end game here. You're going to go t- my, ticky-tacky on Jordan, and then you're, gonna, you're just going to enshrine the, LeBron. Well, listen, the element of – the overall better basketball player, in my opinion, yes, is LeBron James. Statistically, it's, it's uncanny. The only difference is the fact when you take away personal accolades, when you take away team championships, okay, that's it. LeBron James is the better basketball player. It's not even a question. There's no argument. There's literally no argument. We could save that for another show. Okay, it's a whole argument. 
let's, of why let's, Russell Westbrook is better than Michael Jordan. Russell Westbrook? Magic Johnson. I can keep going with at least six others who are better than Michael Jordan. Oh, you were a fucking Knicks fan back then. Jesus Christ, it's all making sense. I was a Knicks fan that hated Jordan. Right, and hate, right. Hate, and you're going to take it to his, your grave that Jordan – do you have Jordan in the top ten all time? He's like my number eight or nine. You are <laughs> – Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, my God. All right, can we get back into the last dance and, and yeah. what happened these two – because these were the two greatest episodes of the whole series. What, what, actually, time out. What are you even watching it for if you're just going to drag your feet and hate on Jordan the whole time? Why don't you just get rid of that shit out of your life and not have any of that negativity? Because all I'm hearing is negative shit from your mouth about every episode of the last day. Oh, man, because I'm building my argument of how this team <laughs> – it's, it's incredible. Um, he's literally proving my point that this team was almost as good without him that they were with him, that they ran the triangle better, they were a better team, they didn't win the title – you know, no one had that killer mentality. How are you gonna have a how are you gonna win a title when your new star player is a fucking crybaby who now for the second time we've seen has quit on his fucking team? So, and again, Scottie Pippen being a top fifty player of all time, one of the best defensively to ever play the game. It also solidified my argument that Gary Payton, you know, was a better ball player than Scottie Pippen. And I mean, Seattle had no regrets trading Pippen to Chicago. They really didn't care. They didn't know who Pippen was back then. Come on. People knew who Pippen was, but, you know, Kraus was just more infatuated. You know, it's – stop. The, 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 the pieces of the Chicago championship were obtained from trade. They weren't drafted. The only person that they truly drafted was Kukoc. So everybody – and they kept him overseas, and you saw what they did with him. But, I mean, the crybaby and Pippen, bro, that was hysterical to me. We watched him say, you know what? I made a poor decision. I took a contract to better fit my fucking dozen siblings and, and crippled family. And now I'm going to take it out on the team and I'm going to rehab myself during the season instead of in the summertime because I want to get a tan. And now you're seeing, oh, you're going to let him take the game-winning shot even though they think I'm going to take the game-winning shot. I'm going to fucking sit out and quit on you again. Bitch. He's a bitch. They're all bitches. Other than Steve Kerr and Paxton and Ron Harper, that team was full of bitches, okay? And that's why, as a Nick fan especially, I held a grudge against that team. But we're all just seeing it. Bitch move. Right. Bitch, bitch move. That's something you would do. Oh, fuck you. Oh, you're not going to pass me the ball for the last shot? I'm out. And you're going to sit down. Bitch yeah, move. Right. Yeah, yeah, Bitch, exactly. right? But no, you just made the point. Would you have ever done that? No. So then why would he? That's I'm twice. Arguing, I'm not arguing I'm just, whether or not Scottie Pippen is a bitch or not. He's a bitch. You know, I, I just... He's that, a great that, player. Great player, yeah, but you know what? Would he have taken them? You know, look what he did. They, he couldn't win an Eastern Conference final without MJ. They couldn't do anything without MJ. They needed MJ to get them over the hump, but they were good enough to get there. So... My argument when we talk about LeBron will be this. Oh, was, God, the, was the Eastern Conference stronger then or now or a couple of years ago, you know, when LeBron did it with Zoldrunas Elgowskis, you know, who, what was the stronger competition? You know, other than the Orlando Magic, you know, which was a great team, you know, that, but that was a, that was a gimme. To they, get swept, there. they swept the Magic, though. The, the Magic were a great team. <laughs> 
with MJ. With, with MJ the second time. Right. Not the and, first time. Not without them. Exactly. So if the Magic... And that was because of Anderson missing free throws. I mean, there's a whole game worth of shit that went on, too. That could be a whole 30 for 30 in itself. Right. You know what, you know what should have been a whole 30 for 30 in itself is the whole Space Jam production set. That is phenomenal. That, awesome. That awesome. I, I agree. I feel like you'll never see that nowadays because it's just it's just going to get... Well, they'll just, ship them, they'll just ship them out somewhere. The fact that they built that at Warner Brothers for Michael was incredible. And and everybody the- had to go and play. Everybody had to play. Reggie Miller had to play. Patrick exactly. Ewing had to play. All the guys had to go there and play. It was badass. So imagine now, so legally speaking, now no company would ever do that. Nobody would ever be like, yeah, you can bring your friends late at night when you're not producing to use our set. You're out of your minds. That's but I mean, they, I think they would because they're trying to pamper these guys at the same time in order to sign their contracts to do these movies. Movies are a Fred, big fucking business. What would have happened if you think they signed waivers back then? What would have happened if Reggie Miller tore his ACL? Right, right. Well, running, also, running on the floor up and down with Patrick Ewing's disgusting sweat, his gallons of sweat right, dripping right. all over the Warner Brothers studio. You know studio. what's crazy is, is all these guys have had heated games in the playoffs, but they'll just go to Jordan's and play pickup. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is, how is it not a big fucking brawl fist fight at the end of these sessions? We see that now, though. I mean, we see, like, Mello is notorious for it. Everybody comes to, to Mello's home, you know, and facility and play there, and they have unbelievable games, but they don't really foul each other. It's not like it was back then. Right. They're, they're, a, little, they're a little bit more understanding. I mean, you hear, like, I forgot who it was, like, a year or two ago came out on social media and said, like, blah, blah, doesn't like to be – remember they were talking about being double teamed? It was like Durant. He didn't like to be. He didn't understand why he was getting double. That's who it was. Oh it was yeah, Karen, yeah. It was Karen Durant. Karen Durant didn't like being double teamed. Fucking yeah. during during pickup games, he said that they were bitches if they couldn't cover him by himself. And he had gotten stripped. And whoever it was, I think it was like Jimmy Butler, double teamed him, came over, stripped him, and they fucking Karen Durant's team lost the game. Right. And he made this whole big ordeal about it. Right. And, yeah. Uh, he said he. What, what I think he was quoted as saying, "I'm here to try to work on my game." Exactly, and, and apparently in a, in a real game situation, he doesn't get double teamed. Right, right. That's well, what we're doing. We're working so on our game. They're a little bit more lenient now. It's like, you know, but back then, I mean, you saw it was tough competition. I mean, they were going out. Nobody, they wanted to win. They wanted to say like that they, A, beat MJ. You know, you always step your game up when you're playing that kind of caliber of player, but, you know, with, without Kobe being on the court. And LeBron, he's more of a facilitator when he's warming up and practicing. You know, he's taking shots from half court. He's not really, you know, showing you what he has. You know, he learned that the hard way. He he came back, I forgot what year it was. It was the year before they lost with the Heat to Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. That offseason, he worked out with Dirk Nowitzki prior to the season. And he worked out with Dirk and then lost to Dirk in that finals. And when they said, you know, why don't you train with these guys anymore in the offseason, other teams, he goes, he took my. He knew what I was going to do. I learned from him. I, I went to him to perfect my fadeaway, to perfect the one footer, you know. And then all of a sudden, he knew what I would be doing. So he's like, it wasn't making me a better ball player against them. So that's why LeBron stopped, you know, doing the group practices. And now it's like, cares more about coaching his son and you know playing with his own team, which you could respect. But there's a reason why. I mean, obviously, it's all scouting, you know. Well, when no, it comes I, to I, I used to remember how. LeBron will work on one specific thing during the summer. Like one, one year he came back with a post game. The next year he came back with a three-point shot. Yep, another, he, perfected, 
he went one by one. He, he did his free throws. He did his three-pointers. The one year he worked out with Hakeem Olajuwon, he said that was the best, you know, offseason right. he'd ever had. That was right. the post-game year. You know, so he did that. Whereas people now, like um, Zach Levine, two years ago, he shot 500 three-pointers every day, every morning. And if he finished the day under 80%, which is crazy to me, if he only hit 400, if he hit less than 400, then he would take another 500 before he went to bed. Well, let's just think how long that would take. 500, Forever. Forever. 500 if someone's rebounding for you? Dude, f first of all, after one, 50, you're so tired. Dude, two, I tried to do 50 one day, and I was so tired. I can't but wait I, for the gyms to open back up and I can start, like, just shooting around again. You know what I'm saying? Like, this has got me all fired up to get back in the gym, lace up my fucking knee brace. I still told you I would kill you on a court. I just, now I'm finally going to be able to shoot a basketball again, so we'll see. All right, yeah, fine. Good to go. Okay. We'll, we'll do a video on it. I got my high shorts ready to go. High shorts. I got my high ankle bracelet, my knee brace, my elbow pads, my fucking Wait, Horace Grant goggles. Do you have an ankle brace or an ankle bracelet? Because I definitely know you have an ankle bracelet covering up your dolphin tattoo. Can you chill the fuck out for a second? <laughs> Can we get back into the last dance? Let's talk about how Seattle really no, was no, the no. best I team. I want to talk about baseball, how Jordan played baseball, man. Let's, this is, this is what I have to say. It is crazy. I do love that the well, – I don't – I'm not remembering this correctly. You would probably know better. I don't think he played varsity baseball. I remember they said what year. Was they said he played until he was 17. So seven, 17 or 7th grade? 17. So then he played JV or varsity? I don't he, remember. He, he must have. He must have. So if, if Jordan, let's just say he played till he was 17, he hadn't touched a baseball in 15 years. Yeah, 14 years, something like that. Okay. The fact that I'll give him props with this. He looked gross in a baseball uniform. He didn't look like Ricky Henderson or Edmonds or Griffey. Or, he looked he stringy. Have, he looked stringy. Yeah, definitely. We, you don't see. He looked like Billy Hamilton. That's who he looked like if you compared his physique, and I don't like the way he runs. But, again, that's just nitpicking. The fact, and I am giving him respect here, the fact that the man hit the Mendoza line in his first year playing after not even really having a spring and playing in double A because they couldn't put him in lower ball, that to me was quite impressive. The fact that he came in, I don't think people were trying to get hit. You know, people weren't trying to – allow Jordan to hit off him I think they'd feel embarrassed so I definitely think he was getting you know great pitching and pitches to look at he did they said the fact that he had started off like on a 13 or 14 game hit 13, streak 13, yeah. also very impressive a lot of minor leaguers play their entire careers don't get 13 game hitting streaks he had that awesome home run I remember the triple game you know where he had the triple um he did have like 50 ribbies or whatever you know but the fact that he had for 200, you know, Francona gave him props when he said, you know, if he got 1,500 at-bats, he probably could be a major leaguer. Right. It says a lot for a guy who hasn't touched the bat in, you know, 12, 13 years. So I will give him props there. Do I like the fact that he actually quit on baseball the second the strike hit? That, to me, is the only thing where I was like, wow, this would have been his time to shine. No, if no, he, no, no. He wasn't crossing that picket line. He's – because you, you, you transfer that to the NBA. If that's going on in the NBA and Jordan comes up and plays in the NBA, he's not going to get respected by any of the athletes. So he fell in line, fell in with the union, decided he's not going to play. Then he had the itch. That's why he went back to the Bulls' practices. And I think that's the reason why he went back to the NBA. 
is because if that strike oh, doesn't happen, if that strike oh, doesn't happen, he's got an itch that he needs to scratch, but he, he couldn't scratch it in baseball because he didn't want to, you know, piss anybody off or this and that. But I, I agree with you. If that strike never happened, I don't think we would have seen MJ come back. No. I, I think if we ever saw him come back, he would be an owner of the Charlotte Hornets. That's where we would have seen him. Or, or I had said this a long time ago, I think that maybe if his brand wasn't his brand, maybe we would have seen him as a coach for the Tar Heels. I would have always liked to have seen it. I thought, I don't know, when, when they brought in Roy Williams to replace Dean Smith, I always just thought that MJ would have been the, the cooler predecessor. Right. I always thought that. But then I realized I don't think that MJ can handle being a coach. That's it. I don't think he's a good enough leader. I think I think MJ would be in jail if he was a coach. He, he'd be he'd be like what Bobby Knight was. He would have called some fucking kid a pussy and punched well, him in the he chest. He would have been fucking Herb Brooks from Miracle. You know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> again, again, okay, yeah, he would have ran his team ragged. You know what I'm saying? They'd they be like, would... fuck this guy. Like I know he got all these accolades, but I'm not playing for this fucking asshole. No. Do no do you do you? think though that mj really would have ever made the majors based off skill or do you think it would have been based off publicity no. this man has a work ethic that has never been seen before he was in the batting cage before and after a game every day he'd wake up and basically he had to be. his life but he, but he had I to know be. he had to be but he, he would have kept that up i think he would have gotten to the majors and he might have been an all-star it would have taken a couple seasons with a fan boat shut up i mean it's he, true Better than Tim Tebow, I'll tell you that. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, I don't think so, man. I think... He did it in one year. Tebow might have hit all right in single A. But what happened when he got to double A? Bro, different kind of baseball 20 years ago. What's different? Well, everything. How many people throw 100 miles an hour? Now? Throwing 100 it doesn't even mean anything anymore. But only like... Two, only two people threw 100 back then, and Nolan Ryan was one of them. The Nobody, Randy, he, Randy he, Johnson? Randy Johnson wasn't playing and fucking – okay, Randy Johnson, two. That's it. Probably. And that was like, that was oh, like John, his first I or think, second year. I think John Rocker might have been throwing 100. John Rocker wasn't playing in the majors in 95. He was playing sure? – Well, yeah, because he was playing for like the Long Island Ducks in 2006. And so his career wasn't that long in the majors. When did he come up with Atlanta? I'll tell you right now. Billy, the first people to throw 100 besides Randy Johnson was Billy Wagner. He did it on both sides of the plate. He was a lefty and a righty who threw 100. Oh, here we go. John Rocker debuted in 98 for the Braves. Okay. So right after. Wait, type in Billy Wagner with the Astros. Hold on a second. I know, not great for radio. No one's listening anyway. But after Randy, the only person who touched 100 was Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner, 95 to 2003. Only less than eight it. years. Oh, with the That's Astros. It. Then 2004, 2005. And then to the Mets. I remember the Phillies. And then he went to the Mets. He also Dude. did his thing with the Sox, was on the Braves in 2010. The reason why I loved him so much was because the man, I, for, I always forget if he was a righty first, um, but – he was a righty and then broke his arm. He was throwing 100 and then taught himself how to throw lefty. Already being in the majors, taught himself how to be lefty, threw 100 lefty. I believe it was righty lefty. If not, it was lefty righty. But I would give my right arm to be ambidextrous. Yeah, they said uh, Wagner is only one of six major league relief pitchers to accumulate at least 400 career saves. 
It's awesome. He didn't make the Hall of Fame this year, but it was close. I mean, dude, well, it's amazing. Nobody, nobody, nobody made the Hall of Fame this year. Not a single put person. Up, put up that background right now, and I'll punch you in the throat. I, are you challenging me? Yeah, I am challenging you. Your oh, first, man. our first visitation will be a move to your side so I can punch you in the throat. Oh! <laughs> I'm actually, I'm face. actually wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Hall of Fame hat. Uh, where is it? Right? There it is. Where is Look it? Look at that face. That's going to be your face when he gets in. You're going to be crying like a little bitch, aren't you? Oh, uh, like a bitch. Dude, I cried during the Mo and Musina. I always cry during Hall of Fame. I got to cover up. <laughs> Shut up, man. Oh, oh. All right, I'll change my background. It's, he knew where to take it, though. There we go. Get a new one up there. All right. Which one of those is tainted? None of them. None of them? Do you have the Apple Watch on the table right next to it? No. No? All right, fine. This is, we, you... can, we can agree on this one. Can we agree on this one? Give me this. This is all I got. Is that Ricky Williams? Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll smoke a blunt right now, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll all right. I got I to go to work. I got. This is your background. Yo, put up a put up to his contract. That's what you should put it behind you. All right, let's just go back to the regular default background and uh, yeah, get the, back the, into this shit. Time out. I'm just gonna take as um. Just to say, never in my life have I had to go to page twelve of that uh, website that sort of looks like our fucking, you know, logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> it took me to page twelve yesterday. Page Fuck, twelve. Bro, the first seven pages were disgusting. I you, know, even... you know what it is? It's just we're too picky nowadays. Ugh. Now that the choices are limitless, we're just like, exactly. we need that perfect shot. You know what I'm saying? Did, I remember I'm not back lie. in the day. I remember back in the day, you'd have to look at a magazine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the and Scrabble then, channels. Yeah. Or, yeah, 96, 95. That's what it was up here. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Today. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see that? No, but uh, all right, let's let's wrap up Last Dance because, um, like I said, this was the best two episodes. Do you agree at least I, that they were the best two episodes? I, I do agree that they were my two favorite. I do want to say one thing. I want to say a stat that I don't know if it was said on the the doc. So when LeBradford Smith had the 37 against MJ, okay, and then they played the back-to-back, and then they played the Wizards the next night, and remember, he said he was going to have, uh, he was going to beat him in the first half. Yeah. Remember? Okay. He got so, 36 in the first half. So he got 36 in the first half. He finished with 47 in 30 minutes. The awesome stat about that is that never again did LeBradford Smith in his entire NBA career have more than 20 points ever again. He was mentally destroyed after that game. I don't understand. I don't understand why, especially B.J. Armstrong, would have taunted MJ after a win. That's why would you ever throw fuel on the fire? Well, you got to look at B.J. and everybody on the Bulls wants to do without MJ. I'm sure they want to do with it. Horace Grant got carried off the court. It's it's the after Bulls effect. You know what I'm saying? You want to prove you want to prove you can do it without them. And that's that's ego, man. That's all these high caliber athletes. You want to prove you can do without them. And then when you get a sniff of it. You just get high off that cheat. It's like, oh, fuck. I just beat MJ. What I will say is I do miss those Hornets jerseys. That was my first starter jacket was that Hornets 
Everybody had that starter jacket. Everybody had that starter jacket. Even, so, uh, 97 was my bar mitzvah, okay? Um, and Is it bar e- or bot? It's bar for a guy, it's bot for a girl, and it's b'nai for twins. Let me write that down. What if they're so, transgendered? Bo- what if they're transgendered? Boy and girl? No, no, what if a boy decides he wants to be a girl before his bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah? What's it called? Um... I don't speak for God, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't. All right, let's I don't. Get up. Before we get canceled, let's just digress. What were you saying? So, so even though I was a Knicks and Supersonics fan, um, that's where my OKC fandom came from because of NBA Jam back in like '93, '94. The that team in Seattle, I really wish they would have hit on them. First of all, those were the most fire uniforms in the entire league. Second of all, that team was amazing. Besides from Peyton and Kemp, they're not, they didn't talk about McMillan. They didn't talk about, you know, Del, Del Curry. They didn't talk about Detlef Shrimp. They didn't talk about anybody on that team, that what they evolved into and who they were. That team was insane. But even as a Seattle fan, I had the jersey, I had the shorts. You know, the first starter jacket I bought was the Charlotte Hornets, like, starter. And even my bar mitzvah colors were the Charlotte Hornets, like, teal and purple with the silver because that fucking hornet was badass little yeah. did i know little did i know as a segue now to 2020 that that badass killer hornet may soon be the death of us but those uniforms seem that's like getting so blown out of proportion <laughs> I'm, I'm not into fear mongering that story's been out for years and do, somebody just re-perpetuated it back into our society it's bullshit do you know i'm gonna sidebar for a second i was reading up on it the other day the Hornets don't like warm weather, anything above 70 degrees, okay? So, A, I'm not worried if it's summertime. We're not going to be fearful of them. They, they only thrive in cold weather, like these killer Hornets, which is weird. And also, in, like, Germany and Sweden, right now, they have trained honeybees to kill them. And what they're doing is they're, flat, they're training them to flap their wings and they create like a frequency and a noise that actually blows the hornet's brains up. And we, our scientists, have now imported these trained hornets, these trained, I'm sorry, bumblebees, to train our bumblebees in our society to now defend against the hornet. Bro, I was what reading- we got a, What do we got, a NATO of bumblebees? Exactly, dude, I swear, I was reading this yesterday. And I was is like, this is ridiculous. Bees arms race going on right I, now? It's like a United a United Nations of bees right now. So because me, people are people are going out there and they're killing regular bees, thinking, oh my God, these are the hornets, I don't want to die. And we need bees for pollination. So they're trying to get it out there that hey, stop killing these bees, especially since we're now exporting, I'm sorry, importing bees from other countries to teach our bees to defend against these hornets. All right, all right. Let me just give you a stat to alleviate you and the rest of our listeners listening to this. I heard this yesterday that 50 people a year in China die of these killer wasps, hornets. Hornets. 50 out of a billion. There's more people dying from taking selfies and getting hit by cars and fucking all kinds of other shit to worry about, struck by lightning, than these stupid killer hornets. Exactly. Awesome. Well, more, pe- more people yeah. have died of malaria in the United States this year than COVID. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, do you know, do you I, know don't anyone, into, I don't want to get into COVID. I'm just saying, do you know anyone in your lifetime that's had malaria? 
All and I more people thought. <laughs> That's all that comes to mind, malaria molasses. So I just want to say, I those mid nineties in basketball were amazing. All right, and the best, you know, what I'll take from this documentary is like early, like mid nineties to late nineties basketball was amazing. Between the Jazz and the Hornets and just the Supersonics and the Knicks and the Pacers and the Bulls and the the Magic, just the rivals, the All Star games, everything. Have you, have you been going back and watching games? Um, like I'm really. sure most of these games are on YouTube, so I'll, I'll watch games here and games there. Yeah, I mean they've been showing a lot of like All Star games on ESPN, but like I watched most of them. Lot that was my life, dude. I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to coach. If you would have asked me when I was younger which sport do I want to go pro, and even though I wanted to be a center fielder for the Yankees, I thought realistically I had the best chance as a two guard. I really thought just I knew the game that well. If I can coach any sport, I, I tell you, it would be basketball. All right, two things Two things I want to touch on before we uh, throw to a break and go to the NFL schedule. One, MJ scored 55 in the Garden. Everybody loves playing in the Garden, but why don't they like playing for the Knicks? Dolan. I, but, like, it's the minor league mecca. Everyone's like – yeah, you got to put on your best shoes for the garden. You put, I'll tell you what, you put on a show while you're there. It was like, if just pretend like when you were in high school and it was your homecoming. You know, these guys are putting on a show at the garden, the world's most famous arena because everybody's watching you. They put on their best performances as a road opponent. Steph Curry did it. LeBron has done it. Everyone but has given you, you that. Think, don't you think the free agent or free agents that go to New York that win a championship, aren't they going to be – Aren't they going to be enshrined forever? Aren't they? Uh, they're just going to well, put up statues of them. Like, just they haven't won a championship since the seventies. Well, and I mean, the minor what? league mecca. Everyone loves playing there. When the garden was Eden and all that shit, you know, there's such nostalgia attached to it. Don't you think that anybody goes there and wins a championship? Don't they? Don't they just elevate their stature right away? To be honest, I mean, yes, they would if they won a championship. But let's look at like Walt Clyde Frazier, like. People mock him. They mock his outfits. You know, he's like the Craig Sager, in a sense, and RIP to Craig Sager. But before Craig Sager was diagnosed and, and sick, people made fun of him for the way he dressed. Same thing with Frazier. Nobody acknowledges who he was or what he did for that team. Right. Earl of Pearl. New York Knicks tradition is lost. What was left of New York Knicks tradition was Spike Lee. And, and realistically, you know, the Garden was Eden at one point. But what Dolan has done is he, it's it's not worthwhile to go play for the Knicks. I you say come, come to come to Brooklyn. Team. He donates to the team to Spike. Donates it to Spike. First of all, he's not going to donate anything, but it needs to be resolved. The way he treated Charles Oakley, the way he treated Spike Lee, bro, it it it, it was hard enough this year watching Russell Westbrook leave and go to Houston. Okay, and me saying, well. You know, nobody's really left with my thunder, you know. Maybe I should just concentrate full-time on the Knicks again. Maybe that's what they need. It's tough and then, being a Knicks fan, man. It's it tough. Is, and, it's, and it's even tougher when your owner doesn't do things for you. Everybody as a Yankee fan loves Steinbrenner because he didn't care about spending money. He was there to put on – win a championship. The Knicks haven't shown us that they want to win a championship. They're not, I mean, yeah, you're – I mean, right now there's an agent running the team. You know, there's a player's agent running the team. Is that what's going to bring everybody in? I don't think right. so, man. Nobody right. wants to play there. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Last thing on Last Dance. The end of Episode 8, when Jordan is sobbing after winning a championship without his father being there, 
Did it, yeah, touch, did it tug touch, on your heartstrings a little bit? Touch him. Did you cry? You cried during a uh, lot of shit. I did. Um, I, cr I cried that night. I, I, don't, I won't forget. My parents, that exact night, um, and you're going to be like, oh, how do you know this? 12 years old, about to be bar mitzvah. My parents were getting well, a divorce. You were 13. Just you were 13 for this one. Now it's the season after. All right, come on. Uh, 97. Well, you're right. I just turned 13. So okay, I just well, been... I know more about you than you. Like, what the fuck? Well, it, it was the 96-97 season, correct? That's yeah. what's confusing in basketball is it's the two years. It's 96-97. Right, right. It's kind of okay, confusing so. for football as well. So my bar mitzvah was May 24th, and Father's Day was like June whatever, 16th. So it was like three weeks after my bar mitzvah. My parents had already been divorced. That was my first Father's Day without my dad. And then Jordan wins that and does it for his you know, past father. I did cry. That was actually probably one of the first moments I cried in sports. But it wasn't all because of Jordan and his father. It was because I was a Supersonics fan. So it was uh, more, it was sad, it was sad that my team lost. That so was you the had first. A, you had a Gary Payton tear here, a Jordan tear here. Yeah, pretty much. You felt that pain, man. You felt when he was, they gave you that audio from the locker room that the news never gave you where it was, you felt that gasping for air cry and you, you heard the sob and yeah, yeah of course, we're that, human beings. That fucked me up. That that was the sound. That's all you took, man. You never want to see somebody, you know. But he laid it all on the court. He came back. He did amazing things. You know, he came back from playing baseball to win that first father. He made sure that was his goal for the season. Like, yo, we just got beat the year before. I'm not going to get beat. We're going to sweep him. Right. Yeah, it was, heart it was heartbreaking. You know, I feel for the man, you know. But he didn't do it alone. All right. Admit, I, I, there's nobody ever that has won a championship alone, ever, in any history of the anything. In the history besides, of anything. You're right. Besides almost Tadeki Matsui. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I say we throw to a break, freshen up a little bit, and uh, get back into this NFL schedule because that was just released. I got a shit ton of games circled, and I'm, I feel like sports is back when I see shit like this. You know what I'm saying? But let's throw to a break. We've got to hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll come back and talk some NFL schedule. How about that? Yeah, please. Let's do this, man. Are you on the brink of losing your shit? Tired of being cooped up indoors with the same old stuff to do? You can only watch so many murder mystery shows on Netflix before you think to yourself, I probably can get away with that. Well, before you go any further, you might want to try some virtual trivia presented by the Doghouse Beer Garden in Clifton Park. Anyone who purchases any food or beverage will be giving a Zoom chat code for our Tuesday night trivia where they can battle it out with other couples on the brink of divorce or loners that are plotting some shit. The room goes live every Tuesday at 6.45 where I explain the rules and what we have for prizes. Hopefully keeps everyone out of jail. schedule is officially posted it's like sports are back man with the last dance with mlb almost pushing back we'll get to that later and the nfl schedule push i think there's a light at the end of the tunnel i don't, I don't want to say i see the light at the end of the tunnel but there is a light in some tunnel somewhere 
We got four months. Maybe. Um, a couple things that I took note was uh, the Patriots are in prime time five times. Patriots. Can you name five players in the Patriots? Yes. Well, can the average NFL fan? I'm sorry. I know you, Mr. No. Benson, super fan. Also, no. Vikings have a tough ass schedule. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll just go through. And uh, what are some of the things that you see right away? Um, I mean, as far as primetime games go, I mean, Tampa had five primetime games as well, didn't they? Yes. And you know that's the limit. I actually did not know that's the limit. So that, that would make sense. Limit. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the Bills have five as well. I'm looking right now. Bills have five primetime games also. Are you sure? Yeah. They only have – I think they have two Monday nights. They have two Sundays and a, and a Thursday. Okay. Uh, the Redskins have zero. I mean, what do you expect? Well, actually, they have the Thanksgiving Day game, but it's at, like, I hate, four. Yo, dude, I thought – I always look forward to, like, awesome fantasy matchups on Thanksgiving. And I understand they want to go back to tradition and stuff, but, like, I don't want to see Washington and Dallas. Last year, Bills and Dallas, that was the best game of the day. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to see teams play each other that don't typically play each other. But, but, uh, all right, this matchup happens every year, but Ravens at Steelers, that's what we're going to cap Thanksgiving off with. I think that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a sneaky good game. Yeah, I mean, I think any game with the Ravens is going to be a great game. I mean, okay. plus it's divisional. I mean, Ravens have a really tough schedule as well. Um, to be honest, I mean, everybody has a tough schedule except for – I mean, everybody has a tough schedule. <laughs> yeah, it's that simple. It's, I mean, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. Even, even, even Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's weakest game is either against the Jets, the Panthers, or – Maybe the Falcons. I was looking. I, I was know. looking at the Packers and the uh, Viking schedule. What a fucking gauntlet! You want to hear the first six weeks of the Viking schedule? It's ridiculous, dude. They Listen, they play the. They got the Packers, the Colts, the Titans, the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. Then they got the Packers again. Then they're gonna limp with the Lions. Then they got the Bears. Back Dallas, to the Cowboys. Carolina. Carolina. The middle of their schedule is okay. They got to play the Bucks on the road. They got to play the Saints on the road, and the Lions to finish. Right. It's that's a hard ass schedule, and the Packers as well had a pretty much of a gauntlet. Um, looking at right I'm looking at the Giants. Packers, I got Packers. They're at the Vikings, home against the Lions. They get the Saints, the Falcons, early bye week five. Then they're at Tampa, at Houston. They're home against the Vikings. They're at San Fran, Jacksonville. What a gauntlet. And then the, the at Colts. Indy. The Colts, that's they not a rollover game. They have three Sunday night games. The Hosting Packers. the Eagles. Well, right now as it stands. But once after, once week, I think eight or nine hits, that's when the flex uh, starts happening. But a, a lot of these schedules are crazy. Yeah. Uh, Hosting the Titans on, uh, is that Monday night? Oh, it's Sunday night. Yeah, yeah Cleveland, Cleveland's schedule looks like baller games every week. Cleveland at Baltimore against the Bengals, Washington, Dallas, Indy, Steelers, Bengals again. Uh, I keep saying Oakland, but Vegas, uh, Texans, Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Baltimore, Giants, Jets, Steelers. What a way to finish the season. Cleveland against Baltimore, <laughs> Giants, Jets, and then uh, against the Steelers. 
Yeah, it's going to be a gauntlet. I, to be honest, I don't like Cleveland. I hate Cleveland just because they were giving all these accolades before they did shit last season. I'm like, they're, they're cashing checks that they never earned, per se. Like, I know uh, the roster is awesome. I know they have talent at a lot of positions on defense and a lot of positions on offense. Got a lot of skilled players. But offensively, they they're scary. But they are, I, but, like, I, I, I don't they, think Baker is all that in a bag of chips. I think you give Baker protection with that offense, man. You brought in – they're going to run Kareem Hunt in the slot. I think that's the way to succeed with them. And they got, they're going to run Chubb in the backfield. You have Odell, you have Hooper, and Jarvis Landry now. I mean, come on, man. I mean, they solidified that offensive line. Okay. You know, but we were, one of their – Last year we this were, time, we were, we were high, saying the same so, shit. Yeah, we were. I was high on Cleveland, and I was high on San Diego. And I was also high on Atlanta last year, you know, right. and, and they bit me. But out of those three teams, if I had to pick a team that I would stick with and give like a double or nothing, it's going to be Cleveland again. You know, they're guess, getting better. But- but they're they're not a zero-win team anyway. Yeah, I like Stefanczyk a little. I like Stefanczyk. I like where he comes from. I like his background. I uh, They have – Cleveland's had – oh, my God, since 99, dude. I can't even – how many coaches have they had? 11 coaches and since 99? They've almost uh, had as many coaches as quarterbacks. No, not really. They've had almost 25 starting quarterbacks in the last 20 years well, at who least. Was your, who was your favorite? Out of all them? Yeah. Um, I I really liked Manziel coming out of college if he stayed clean. I thought just – I always had props for Manziel because um, he's the first person to ever go through an NFL combine wearing full gear. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. And plus he had a great arm. His arm reminded me of Russell Wilson. Um, I really liked Brandon Whedon. Um, other than that, I was never really high – on any of them. I liked Hoyer. You know, I think they had a good chance to win with Hoyer, but I wasn't a Tim Couch fan or anything like that. Are, are you talking about quarterbacks or coaches, by the way? Because I should have specified that. Quarterbacks. I would you're, say Manziel. You're missing, you're missing the best quarterback they ever had. Jake Del Home? No. Danny Testaverde? No. I don't know. Who's the best quarterback I've ever had? He's got a girl's name. I don't know. Kelly Holcomb. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. He, he led them to the playoffs. Oh, he led them to the playoffs. Yeah, they got smacked by the Steelers in that mud game, but led them to the playoffs. Um, yeah, no. What else What else uh, glares at you? I mean, I've got – Miami. Miami – Miami, I'm going to cut you off. Miami. Miami what? Miami has the ability with this schedule. I just feel like if, if it comes together, setting – it's so – I love seeing the visional games to end the season. So the way they that the NFL – They do in Buffalo. So to me, it's there for a reason. You want to they go to talk, that game? No. I will never go back to Ralph Wilson Stadium in my life. I think we should go there and shoot a video of me partying with Bill's Mafia in a Dan Reno jersey. I don't want to be there for that, dude. I don't want to go back to – I'd rather fly down to Miami for any game with you. I would love to go see – I would go out to Denver or they play Seattle. I would go to that week four or Seattle, Seattle's week four oh, and yeah. De- Denver's week six. So, so you would go my, 
Okay. I would go to I would either go to Denver for week six or I would go to Miami week four to see Seattle. Or Miami plays the Jets. Yeah, they're not home. Shouldn't they be home against them? Wait a second. They're playing them in yeah. back-to-back weeks. Both listen to this. Well, they, both teams have a bye. a bye. Yeah, both teams yes. have a bye that week as well. That's weird. It's, so they got the Jets. Jets and Dolphins both have a bye to prepare for each other, and then they're playing each other again on November 29th. That is – I don't think I've ever seen that before. Two teams I play. think it's the first it's ever happened in the modern era. It's really – I'm actually looking at the entire schedule to see if there's anything – I don't like these early week four buys. I know that they scheduled the buys for a reason, but yeah. uh, the reason why I like the Miami schedule is I always think that when they schedule a divisional game the last week of the season, it's going to come down to something. It always works its way out that way in baseball. Not every team – I know for the last couple of years they've been trying to do divisional for the last week of the season, but yeah. not every team, if I'm mistaken, is divisional. I thought I remember seeing that. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But the fact that Miami and Buffalo week 17 just stands out. The fact that they have, you know, New England late in the season, Kansas City late, Vegas, that just, that end of the, it just, I feel like they're setting them up for something, for some incredible games. They got Monday night, or uh, I'm sorry, not Monday night. They got the Bengals on uh, December 6th. It's going to be two of those burrows. By that time, I think two will be starting. You know, yeah. they'll see what they got, you know, and that, that's week 12. And then imagine two of those Mahomes after that, two of those Stidham, two of those Mariota, and then two of those uh, Oh, you Allen. got Mariota as the starter there, huh? Um, I mean, by week 16, especially if they're out of contention, you're going to want to see what you got with him, or by then he'll be a receiver. Did you see what David Carr said? I, I post this on uh, Sports Hub. Of course I saw. I watch everything you post on Sports Hub. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get the exact quote here. I got uh, ridiculed by a couple people for it. Let me see. It's uh, He said, I have one goal, and that's to win the Raiders a championship, multiple championships, and your negativity isn't helping me. I don't want to waste one second with that negativity when I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Bro, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Let me just break the news to you. And then uh, somebody commented, your goal is to win a Super Bowl every year. I'm like, how about you just go over 500 and then take it from there and then try to win the Super Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Like, of course your goal is to win a Super Bowl every year. But if I you're mean, a last-place team, you're a last-place team. He did take them all the way to the playoffs and get hurt right before, you know. He's done a lot with less. That was, you what, know, five they, years ago? Probably right around four or five years. I think that was his, his sophomore season, right? Second year in the league, if I'm if I'm correct. It was either for I don't know if it was a rookie year. I think yeah, maybe you're right. It was. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think it was, was a rookie year. But he, he's he got, washed. He's washed. He's done. He's done. Dude, we did all drink the the hard knock Gatorade last year. I did, and they lost solid parts of their defense. They lost great parts of their no, offense. We drank the hard knocks positional players Kool Aid. We were high on the receivers and their tight ends and all those other guys. But Derek Carr came off as a fucking weirdo during Hard Knocks. He was just a weird guy. Yeah. I don't know. He's grown up with it. I, uh, I don't ever count them out. You know, they're always tough. You know, and I'm, I'm assuming eventually they're going to get tired of paying Gruden $10 million a year to lose. So I would think that this would be another good year. You know, you want to perform. For, you want to run through a wall for Gruden. You do. So if it starts to work out, I mean, 
it's weird seeing LV on the schedule instead of Oakland. Um, I really think, man, Denver this year, I, I just really like that offense. Denver so, is going to be a surprise team, but they have to sort that offensive line. Their schedule is so hard. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Tampa. Like, that's two top teams right there right off the bat. Then at the Jets, at New England. Okay. Then back home against Miami and Kansas City. So their first seven games, like, I could see them going five and two, and I could see them going two and five. Right. You know? Yeah, you never know. It loosens up a little bit. They get Atlanta at Atlanta, so at least that offense can be, like, on turf. At Vegas. Then they go, you know, Chargers, and then it gets hard as fuck for the next three games. Saints, Chiefs, Carolina, Bills. I mean, they finished two easy games, Chargers and Raiders. Right. I don't know, man. I'm excited, but this is what I'm not excited for. We're getting our hopes up. Four months from now, they arranged the schedule for a reason. The way that they did it, they said that there's a reason for it. Who's to say that week one even gets played? Right. You know, they, but they, you they, know, they do have a contingency plan where they're just going to push that back to the end of the schedule. So what, what I'm seeing is if the first four weeks don't get played, they're just going to move out to the back end of the schedule. They're also, yeah, if, they're also if it comes down to it, they're also writing a 12-game schedule that they're not talking about, but they're going to also release a 12-game schedule. Need be, they need to use that 12-game schedule. But what I'm hearing is they might push the first four games back to the back end of the schedule. They could even extend that all the way to week eight and have the first eight games on the back end of the schedule. And they would push the Super Bowl all the way to March. I mean, there's nothing really going on besides March Madness in the sports world or anything like that. I mean, Well, we may, dude, we may not see March Madness because – if college campuses aren't opening up, then we're not going to see March Madness. Let's not. Dude, we're, I, know, I know you don't want to think ahead, but realistically, normally right now, like kids down south especially, this is the end of May, okay? Kids in Texas and Florida are already graduated from high school, okay? And they've already typically started taking summer classes at, like, big-name D1 schools. Kids, like, your, your incoming class, your freshman at Alabama would already be at Alabama and Auburn and Florida State. They would already be there getting ready, and they would start team practicing. Right. We're not even seeing college campuses have contingency plans or having plans to coming back right. college is kids a different are, animal yeah so we i don't know what we're going to see when it comes to college football college if, if they're not in session we're not going to see college sports so i know you're saying march madness the beauty in in years past if there was ever discussion of rescheduling the super bowl do you know how much how many rings they'd have to, like hoops they'd have to jump through because oh there's a cons there's a concert already planned for this venue where there's this or that or this, there's nothing there is absolutely nothing. Right, but in the, same, that, in, the same, in the same breath, they're pushing all this shit back. So we're going to be doubled up on all these events that we're missing out on now. So everything oh. that's, that's getting canceled now is also going to be postponed. So it might be more of a problem next year in scheduling a Super Bowl late when this venue is already taken, that venue is already taken. You know what I'm saying? That's why part of me thinks that this year should be just washed out. Charles Barkley came out and said it yesterday. You know, what do we do and start – Shaq comes out and says that uh, – we're going back to basketball for a second. Shaq comes out and says that whoever wins the NBA championship this year will have an asterisk forever next to their name. Fine, okay? Barkley comes out and says, I don't think the season should be finished. No. I sort of agree. I agree. Yeah. Dude, you know, I, 
Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Well, I, I don't know. I know you want to talk the NFL schedule, and we could do that. But realistically, I don't care about winning percentages. You know, everybody plays your divisional guys twice, and then everybody plays sort of, you know, outside the division. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's going to lead to an easier strength of schedule. Realistically, they're all separated by 0.75% win percentage. Means absolutely dick butter. You know, we don't know the weather. We don't know if it's going to be snowing in New England or if it's going to be 120 degrees in fucking San Diego. Nobody knows. You know, last year Miami did the most amazing thing that I had ever seen. They planned out what days they were going to wear their, their black uniforms and their home whites, you know, so that the other teams had to wear hotter colored jerseys on hotter days. This year, no one's going to look into it like that. This year, it's just, can we get the games played? But realistically, like, I want to just sidebar to this. As much as I want sports to be back and as much as I want this country to open up, are we ready? We're, today, we're, we're two months out, okay? Two months ago, we had this discussion of whether or not, you know, we're going to see sports again or what's going to happen. But, like, the fact is, John, have you been tested for COVID? No. Okay. I've been, I've been I, tested for other stuff, but not COVID. Agreed. But – the, if we're going to start bringing back NBA first, okay, I know football's four months out. So football, I'm going to push to the back burner for a minute, okay? They did the draft. They give them props to how they handled it. The UFC came back the other night, and the UFC brought back Ultimate Fighting, and it was great. However, it wasn't seamless because the fight was canceled because the fighter was, you know, tested positive. He had tested negative before the training started, and somehow he tested positive before fight night, two days before, and for a second, I was like, watch everybody come down with it, and then this will be canceled. They right. handled it great. Dana White, you know, I don't, I don't know if you saw the fights. Dana White um, and Joe Rogan, you know, they, their mentality was great. You know, they, they interviewed up close. They said, like, we've all been tested. I'm not going to be far away. We're going to congratulate these guys. It was an amazing fight night, okay? Justin Gaethje got my win. I'm great. However, the fact is, is it wasn't seamless. Somebody did come down and contract and test positive. So. Let's say we bring back basketball, okay? They're starting today to open up certain facilities. It's not fair because not all facilities are opened up. They're also, not all coaching staffs are there. <clears throat> Who's to say, I think injuries are going to be on the rise, but you're now going to tell me that these people are going to socialize with their families who are out and about every day in Walmarts and Targets and food shopping, okay? They're going to get... In order to make sure that this goes all smoothly, they're going to need to get tested every day. Every day. And if you're not getting tested every day, you're getting tested every game day. And on top of that, you need your test results back quick. If one person, and watch it be on the Utah Jazz again, let's just say it happens there. If one person on that team contracts, now what? Now you're going to have to quarantine everybody, and now we're going to go through this all over again? Right. It's Every referee, it, the testing is going to continuously have to be done. Otherwise, the spread's just going to continue. doesn't make any sense. I don't think we're ready. I don't – the fact that we're going to have a baseball season, maybe possibly starting on July 4th with an 80-game season where we're not going to be in the stands until November, December, if they even take it that far, what's the point? They're doing it because they have TV contracts that they need to fulfill. But we're putting – the safety and the livelihood of not only these players, but this society in their hands. And I don't really, I'm not ready for that. I, I, I want to get a haircut, okay? I, I want a skin fade. I'm tired of cutting my own hair, okay? I want to go back to the gym. 
but you haven't opened up gyms in this country. You haven't even put out a contingency plan for what's going to happen in these restaurants. What does the Cheesecake Factory do with your banquet tables where you're sitting three inches away from one another? Are you going to put up dividers? Are you guys going to do a cheesecake, what Target does, you know, with their cashiers? The world doesn't know how to react yet to this. Right. That's why we're You know why this is fucking scary? Because this is just one virus when it could happen with a different virus. You know what I'm saying? not, Not only that, scary about this is that this virus is unseen. I would much rather have this been something like leprosy where, oh, no, John, you see it on your face, your arm's falling off, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather that. Because then at least I could look at you and be like, hey, you don't look right. Something's wrong. Like in containment. You know, like, but here it's, it's a hidden assassin. It's a ghost. And this ghost virus is literally controlling us. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying that we're going to be using these NBA players as guinea pigs. Okay. So I do like what the NFL is doing, you know, that they're continuing some normalcy and they're releasing the schedule. I do like that, you know, we have something to look forward to. It gives us that hope. I just don't want it to be false hope. I also yeah. don't want an 80-game 80, an 80 baseball season. Imagine if CC Sabathia was still pitching. He would be trying to pitch every day. We're going we're gonna to be watching our starters try to push themselves to push every three days. We're going to have more UCL surgeries than we're ever going to have. We're going to hear curses. We're, nothing's going to be live. Everything's going to have to be on delay because you're just going to hear cursing all day in a basketball game. You know, how, you know how much you can hear on a basketball court if they're playing – Everything's going to be muted. They're talking about mic'd up athletes. You know what you would hear on a basketball court? I would love it. But Dude, you think the main- I always had this idea where you make every basketball game able to see in pay-per-view and you pay a couple extra bucks and you listen to the player chatter instead of the announcers. Oh, all day. I would rather, I would rather hear the court. There's two things I agree with. I 100% have said that before. I agree with you. I would rather hear the player chat than the, the, the audio, the commentary. And you know Pump what I want to do? Pump your brakes for a second. Unless somebody was calling the game. Like us. Or Doris Burke. Right. Yeah. What else I want to do, and I've always thought this should be an option. You know how we have, I don't know what the view is called. It's West-East view. You know, I don't know what you guys call it if you play video games. You're just watching the basketball court left, right, left, right. Oh, you're you know how, like, changing you, the camera? So you know how like I could play, and all yep. so you could do the aerial view or like street view or behind or any view that you want. You should be able to change. What's the right. point of having an aerial camera in football? I want to see the 11 view. So in football, right. it's called the 11th. So Why can't I watch a game that way? They've got if the I, guy in the truck that makes all the decisions. What you're saying is you want the truck in your living room. Exactly. I want boom, that ability. Boom, boom. As I'm, a, dude, I'm sure that's coming. And I'm sure we'll be telling our grandchildren, like, back in our day, it was one camera only. You know, you, have you, see it for, you see it for like the national championship game. They give you like, okay, on ESPN two, you're going to see it this way. On game day, you're going to see it this way right. with four corner and coach's box. Dude, I want to see the 11 view. I want to be able to choose one, it now. Go one further. I think every player should have a fucking camera in their helmets. Boom, boom, boom. Switch to this guy. Switch to that guy. Get like a 50 camera option. Like just camera overload. How crazy would that be? It's like my, uh, my, or, my, or, my chip in the end of the football. Yeah. Yeah, just see if think, it goes over the plane or anything. That, so I had said that a couple of years ago. I said to discuss whether or not this is a touchdown or not, you know, the end zone would have like an infrared beam going from end to end. Right. And then in each end of the football, the laser, you know, or the chip would be placed. And then if it ever crosses, you would know. And there would never be a discussion in a pileup or whatever. And then people were like, oh, it's so expensive. I'm like, is it? 
Do we even know if it would be expensive? Oh, I mean, it's expensive. We spend so much money on so many. Well, think about how many game balls there are. A you know ball's what I mean? hundred dollars. So, so exactly. So now a it's hundred and ten. Probably like five bucks. Especially if you're mass producing them. Exactly. So then, let's say somebody moves the chip. Let's say Tom Brady finds a way to move that chip of his opponent's ball to the that middle. Fucking cocksucker! I knew it. It's listen. I want sports to be back more than the next, okay? I do miss being able to catch up on Netflix series. I, I like this. I've never had this ability to watch Netflix because I'm always infatuated with what did I miss in sports for the day. Right, right. But I just truthfully feel we're not ready. I, I want baseball back. I want to be agree. there. I'm, I'm, I'm mad baseball's not back, but we're not going to be there. We're going to be watching this on TV. How are we going to keep these players from contracting on their regular day lives? How much money is it going to cost to test these players. I haven't gotten a test. For all I know, I could have had it three times already. I could have the antibodies and I could be saving lives, but I don't know. I've been right. here and I dealt with it, but because my respiratory system didn't shut down, I didn't go to the hospital. You know, how many, I, I just, are we going to get a second wave? Uh, uh, is there going to be another, I mean, look at the West Wing and the, and the White House. Well, you know, you're telling us everybody's safe and now new, new employees of the White House are contracting. Like, I just want us, I don't want us to jump into this too early because of a cable deal. And I don't want it to be because NBA or MLB owners are now like, oh, we're losing money. If MLB players don't play, then unfortunately they shouldn't receive their contract. I don't care. If there's a health crisis, you're telling me in the middle of an apocalypse because Bryce Harper signed a $400 million deal, Bryce Harper's going to continue to get paid? No, man. Everybody has that in their contract. But Players don't want to lose it because they've lived the luxurious life and they still need to pay their taxes and they still need to pay for that. If you don't have the money saved, if you don't have a backup plan, I'm sorry, man, but you know, then welcome to the real world. Ben, welcome a, lot to every guys, other- a lot of these guys do not have backup plans. What's, well, what's the stat? Be- 50% of uh, uh, professional athletes go broke within five years of uh, retirement or three years of retirement well, I mean, or one year of retirement. I've heard like 95% of lotto winners go bankrupt after two years. Right, because they get both wild and crazy. They can't pay taxes on all their shit. Then welcome to the real world. Then get your car repossessed so and learn asses, what it's like. So what you're saying is their ass should be applying for unemployment just like the rest of us. I mean, they'd still make more than me, but yeah, they would still <laughs> 100%. You know, if, if, if they can live, if, if they're forcing somebody else to live on 1105 a week in the state of New York, then an MLB player can live on 4500 for the month. I'm sorry, but unfortunately it happens. Let your wife go get a job. Let your husband go get a job, depending on what sport you're talking about. You know, my, welcome to my the- thing is uh, right now, if they open Wait. up NBA and all that shit, these guys are not conditioned. Everyone's a fat fuck right now. Everyone's At probably all. put on a ton of weight. And you think Zion Williams is going to go through the rest of the season and not get injured? Dude, not everybody has a home gym like LeBron. I mean, we saw during the horse competition, not everybody like um, – Michael Conley has an in-home gym. A lot of these guys are, sh- uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Young is still sitting, shooting on a fucking backboard that, that you know breaks and bends with the wind. Like, he like, was shooting I, socks in the laundry basket just to keep his foot Yeah, on. exactly. Because it's a better hoop than the one he has outside. Right. You know, so the, I, I just don't think, ever, that's why I said in baseball, I think the injuries are going to, these guys got their arms ready for camp and then you shut them down. Now they've been doing nothing but maybe throwing to their wives or friends in their street. Did you see that Joe Kelly video of him throwing a fucking uh, change up through, through the window? window? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Dude, 
these arms, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. It's the worst thing for the UCLs. These guys' arms are going to be destroyed. When's the last time these guys took live BP? These guys should have been in camp in, in February. Look at the Yankees. We're going to stay in camp. We're going to stick this out as a family. Two players contract. Never mind. We're out. Fuck it. Peace. You right. know, like, right. I, I just watched I just watched video of Araldus Chapman throwing in his backyard on a hill. It was like this. Like, his plant foot was coming down at an angle. I'm like, this catcher's at an angle. I'm like, what is going on right now? What, you guys can't find a, a level surface to throw on? He's going to pick up his mechanics. <laughs> Everybody, dude. It's, it's, it's injuries are going to be on the rise, and then these contracts are going to cost them more. We feel bad for MLB and NFL and NBA. Bro, what about women's sports that don't even get paid enough to begin with? What about the women? We got WNBA. Are they going to start back up again? Did their season – I don't even know if their season finished. I think their season's during the summer. They just had their draft. But what I'm saying is they're going to play with no fans. Where's their revenue coming from? Where's there any – they have no money. They're, they ben, would make more on ben, unemployment. Ben, I'd hate to say it. They're going to have the same amount of fans at games. They won't. <laughs> especially, bro, especially the New York Liberty. They won't. Or it's Seattle. You know, they drafted, you know, top – you know, literally, New York is, is ready for a championship in the WNBA. Right. New York needs a championship in that building specifically. Do they even play? Do they play at MSG or do they play I in Brooklyn? I think they do. I, don't, I thought somebody had said to me that they actually don't play at MSG anymore. They play in Brooklyn. I don't know. I would have to fact check that. But I just – I hope that they still play in MSG. Um, but if I'm not oh mistaken – Oh, my God. Oh, my God. New York Liberty playing Barclays. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So Some I'm saying, fish. yeah, even they like, because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, um, Sabrina Ionesco, whatever, the Oregon girl, I think she was congratulated by like KD, like, welcome to my building or whatever. Like, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's not your building yet. But um, dude, I'm just saying, I want to see it. Okay. I'm, I'm, there's no reason for me not to want to see it. But we have barbers, like the mentality of like hairdressers and barbers. You know, they see like five to 20 customers a day, you know, depending on what they're doing. You know, if you're a, you know, a hairstylist and you're coloring five to 10 girls a day, you may see we're keeping them closed. Meanwhile, like people who do cosmetology are some of the most clean, you know, Dude. people in the country. I know you need it. And we're letting like Walmart employees who talk to 500, 600 people a day on their cashier line, they're, they're able to stay open. You know, I'm sorry, but me going to get a wireless keyboard at, at Target isn't more essential than other things that are, that are needed right now. The country's not ready to open back up. I don't think we're ready for sports. I don't think we have the right plans in place. I don't think, I mean, one, two, one player, Gobert, came down with it, and that was it. Oh, my God, that referee refed him that night. We're not playing. We're right. going to sit out. I don't want to be around it. Shut down, shut down this, shut down this, shut down that. Mark Cuban came out and said, we're not ready. When they said everybody can open up, he goes, no, we're not opening up. We're not ready. So if Mark Cuban is that sensible and he's been this way from the beginning, why aren't we listening? And how long until the next two players contract? And then we have to then quarantine another five times. Let's not forget two months ago, man, they held – Oklahoma captive, they held those teams there while everybody got tested and they used up 80% of the tests in Oklahoma. Yeah, there are more tests now, but they're going to need to be tested pre and post game every day. Right. We're not going to be able, we can't yeah. do it. Can't why do they get, it. why are they getting two tests? I want to get one. 
I don't want to fucking stick down my fucking nose, deep throat in a, a Q-tip, you know, but there has to be a different way. We know we're not ready for a vaccine. I'm not going to take a vaccine, but I just don't think professional sports are ready for it. And it's sad that we're putting these TV contracts above everything else, you know, and, and I don't understand why the, the cable company and I'm not knocking my job whatsoever. I'm just simply stating that there needs to be an amendment. There needs to be something done where they'll either get a stipend of it or they'll make it back or they'll get last year's, you know, annuity, something. I just don't think they're ready for it. Maybe give us a different kind of entertainment, but you're gonna, people are going to pay millions of dollars for advertisements during these first games back, and there's millions of dollars that need to go to millions of other places. Right. You know, we don't know how these kids are going back to school in September. We don't have budget passed in New York. We're yeah. bankrupt in the state of New York, but we're going to use that money that we've just gotten from the state to go give back to these pro athletes Listen, man, I'm all for pro athletes, but in the same sense, I'm not ready to, to risk another phase, you know, or a second wave where I'm not going to be able to food shop again because they're going to have to shut down because somebody contracted. And I, I just, I want to see it. I'm sure you do too. I just, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think it's the time. If Disney's going to close its doors and Disney is the owner, Disney owns abc and espn yeah and if disney shut its doors till 2021 the earliest i'm sorry but that's something to consider right there if disney couldn't put a plan into effect and they made that clear and we've canceled all of our summer you know concerts and venues and state fairs that haven't closed since the civil war what are we doing what are we doing how are you going to keep me six feet from somebody in the bathroom how are you going to keep me six feet from buying a hot dog how are you going to keep me Stadium capacities, you know, six feet, you're going to keep them, you're going to sit three chairs away from me. You and I right. go to a game together. You're you got to walk past, you got to walk past somebody to get to the aisle. It's, now it's, what about, it's, 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 what about the people in front of you? So now it's every three rows. So you got to go three or four rows up. So are the seats going to be that expensive? Is it going to be $5,000 for the first row? And then four rows back is what? 4,900? You know, am I going to still be paying? I got to make up for everybody else. Is my beer going to cost me $2 or is my beer going to cost me $20? You know, is, is my beer going to, is my hot dog going to be $9 or is my hot dog going to be 20? Am I going to be, is when Mer the Mercedes Dome opens back up again in Atlanta, are they going to still continue to do $2 hot dogs or are we going to see $20 hot dogs this year to make up for right. the fact that we're at, we're at 10% capacity? Well, you know? to be honest, every business, every company is losing money right now, hand over fist. Well, some are getting bailed out. But some what are getting I'm saying bailed is out, but they're getting bailed out with a stimulus and money that's just being brought up out of thin air. Like I think they pumped in a couple trillion dollars into our economy out of just thin air. Yeah, and we're we're basically the only country that can do that, and it's bullshit. Well, other countries did that, and they're actually paying a lot more than we're getting. Just so you know, um, we're not. Well, the only I know. Country. I know other countries have the power, but when when we do it, it affects us less. There's less inflation on our dollar compared to other dollars for some odd reason. Because we're worthless right now. Our dollar is not worth anything anymore. We're negative. Our gas is, and oil is zero dollars a barrel. Well, so that's, be, that's because it was a storing issue. It wasn't, it's not because of, of the economy collapsing. It's because no one was we, buying it up and they ran out of places to store it. So they're paying people to take it, to store it in order to sell it. John, there, don't you think that there's a reason for that? 
Yeah, because nobody's doing anything. Everybody's locked up in quarantine right now. So there's less gas. There's less cars on the highways. There's less flights being taken. There's less production. That's why the ozone fucking fixed itself. You know what I'm saying? There's less pollution right now. There's less fuels being burnt. So they got to store it somewhere. And do you think it's from what I heard? From what I heard, listen to this. Russia and Saudi Arabia were in like a drilling war. They both agreed to drill less, but they ended up drilling more, 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 more. Product went up, you know, demand went down, and that's what happened. But let's throw a little break, come back, and wrap thing up. Uh, we've been going on for, I don't know. I got to go to work, John. Yeah, I know. I got I to gotta sit around and do nothing all day. I actually might go to the driving range. I was supposed to be at What are you going to do? Go to the driving range. I want to go to the driving range. You do? I do. I just can't go today. What are you doing Friday? Wait, call in sick today, bro. I thought you were trying to get fired. I, what happened? Call in, call in sick. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Sorry, I couldn't make it to work. For my mom, I call my mom every day on my way to work. She laughs. So the, like the first day working from home, she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on my way to work, mom. <laughs> like, All right, let's, Ben, let's throw a break. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up, shall we? Please. Rolf's Pork Store is located in the heart of downtown Albany and offers the capital region a taste of Germany right here in your backyard. With over 60 products and the same recipes for over 50 years, Rolf's never uses any nitrates, preservatives, coloring, or fillers. Open Tuesday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come on down and find the worst for you. For more information, visit rolfsporkstore.com. All right, Ben, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, geez, man, I don't know. I don't know if I learned anything today. I, don't, I, I think we just <laughs> talked in circles the whole day. And, uh, I think uh, that was a good one. Chase each other. No, we, a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? I like doing it during the day better than at night. I think last episode that we had, I was drinking a glass of wine. I was like passing out. I think day episodes are perfect because the lighting in here is perfect as well. I got to work on new lighting for my studio or whatever. You and, know what uh, we did? You know, it worked well because leaders lead by example. And we both fed off of each other's energy for the day. So right. we took, we, we absorbed what we could from, from episode seven and eight, you know. We weren't right. crybabies like Pippin, but we did our thing. No, we pissed each other off, and we made each other better. That's what happened for a segment. That's what, that's what, what we do. do. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I got. So I guess uh, thanks for listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe, something or other, whatever. Uh, Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think sports should come back or if you're fearful. or how Definitely. Would... definitely. Uh, follow us at SportsHub518 on Instagram. Inbox us any questions that you have. We will answer them live on air. That will be replayed, tape delay or whatever. But, if anybody uh, has any connects in like San Antonio or like Austin, Texas, let us know as well. We're trying to to fly down. My best friend lives in Austin, Texas. Ben, you never asked me. Oh well, that's where we're gonna meet Paula. Oh, sick. All right, so let's let's get that going. All right, guys, thanks for listening very much. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next week, as always. For John, I gotta Logan, go to work. I'm Ben Soren. Take care. <laughs> Good night, Ben. Sorry.